When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Athletic. Good morning, welcome to the Daily Football Briefing from The Athletic. It's Wednesday the 28th of February. I'm Michael Bailey and on today's show... Newcastle squeak through to the FA Cup quarterfinals. They're talking actively about trying to win this competition. It's five more for Haaland. He's looking for a fifth here tonight. And more pain for Grealish. He is vital for how they play. And Pochettino fights back at stumbling Chelsea. Nkunku's availability was one of many topics that Pochettino touched on in a 7 minute 20 second monologue. This is the Daily Football Briefing with Michael Bailey. It was quite the Tuesday of football last night. Here's what you need to know. Starting with the FA Cup last 16, where the goals flowed at Kenilworth Road, and no, they weren't shared around. And he's looking for a fifth here tonight, and he gets it. Luton Town to Manchester City 5, and Haaland has scored them all. Yes, holders Manchester City won 6-2 at Luton Town, with just three players getting on the score sheet. Jordan Clark got both Luton goals, but Erling Haaland already had a hat-trick by then. He finished on 5 while Matteo Kovacic completed the scoring. It also means Haaland has still scored against every Premier League club he has faced, although he was playing against Luton in the FA Cup. So I'll leave each of you to your own feelings on the validity of that one. One Premier League club not in the quarterfinals is Bournemouth. Atawu! Oh! What a way to take the lead! Abdul Fatawu with a wonder goal! That delicious strike from Abdul Fatawu in extra time was the only goal as championship leaders Leicester made it through at the Vitality Stadium. And Newcastle United almost followed Bournemouth's lead, drawing 1-1 after extra time at another championship side in Blackburn Rovers. That meant a penalty shootout and after a goalkeeper save a piece, Blackburn captain Dominic Hyam had to score to prolong the drama. It's saved! Martin Dubravka! Is the hero for Newcastle United. Ah, so Newcastle go through and will return to this one shortly. Meanwhile, in Spain, Mallorca are the unlikely Copa del Rey finalists after they beat Real Sociedad on penalties. Their hero, goalkeeper Dominic Greif, who hasn't played a single minute in La Liga but saved two penalties, one in normal time and one in the shootout, to put his team into their first final since 2003. Their opponents will be sorted on Thursday when Athletic Club return to Bilbao with a 1-0 lead over Atletico Madrid. And England's women completed a successful international break with a 5-1 friendly win over Italy in Spain that follows last week's 7-2 victory over Austria. Let's head back to that penalty shootout win for Newcastle. Our correspondent Chris Woff was at Ewa Park watching the drama unfold. Chris, a good outcome, but how much good feeling will actually be taken from scraping through like that? It's a hard one to assess really as to what 
the feeling will actually be among Newcastle fans after that. I mean, there will be huge relief. That will be the overriding emotion, both internally and within the squad and with Eddie Howe, he admitted that, and, and also with the fan base. But also, I think there'll be sort of sort of split responses, really. Part of it will be frustration with the performances and the, and the alarming performances there have been recently and that Newcastle struggled to dispatch a struggling championship side and let them back into the game, having taken the lead and looking soft and making big mistakes at key moments. But at the same time, they've managed to get through in the FA Cup. They've kept that alive. They've got into the quarterfinal, the second cup quarterfinal of the season. They're only one game away from returning to Wembley where they're reaching the Carabao Cup final last season. And it breathes extra life into their season the, the victory over Sunderland in the previous round really gave them momentum it injected a little bit of positive momentum into the league campaign and I hope that this can do likewise and it just gives everyone a little bit of a lift that there is something beyond the struggling league form to cling on to Fingers were beginning to be pointed at Eddie Howe so what does this do for speculation around his future has he had anything to say on that? There have been fingers that will begin to be pointed at Eddie Howe, but I mean, what does this mean for his future? He was asked to a degree about that afterwards, and he said that he doesn't know what it what it means for him, but for the club, he hopes that this is like a sliding doors moment in the season. He hopes that this they'll remember this is the moment that propelled them further in this competition and really on to, to the glory that they want. He says the FA Cup they know is the objective now. To win it, they're talking actively about trying to win this competition and also to try and get into Europe in the league. He, There are rumours flying around, there always are with Newcastle United post-takeover and but the domestic owners are very much behind Eddie Howe. They believe in him. They knew there was going to be difficult moments this season. You never quite show up here for thinking and, and there will undoubtedly be links and agents will be putting their managers forward to him. But to be able to, to push forward in the FA Cup, that gives them extra job security. And he does need to win games. The the, the domestic ownership's uh, belief in him, it, it won't be indefinite. But at the minute, it feels unshakable. But they, they, they can't allow the current run that they're going on, particularly conceding goals, to continue. So the FA Cup provides that positive distraction. It hopefully gives them an opportunity against Wolves on, on Saturday as well to, to get their league form back on track as well, even though they've had to play 120 minutes plus penalties. At least they've got a bit of positivity from this. So yes, for Eddie Howe, this was just as massive as it was for Newcastle United. Thanks, Chris. Next up for Newcastle, a Premier League visit from Wolves to St. James's Park on Saturday. So it was convincing FA Cup progress for the holders as Manchester City thrashed Luton. But there was a downside. That was the sight of Jack Grealish limping off injured in the first half. Now, Grealish was a key player for last season's treble winners, but the same form has been lacking since. We even had Pep Guardiola ahead of the game saying Grealish needed to improve his performances if he was to get back playing regularly for him. Our correspondent Sam Lee was at Kenilworth Road for City's FA Cup win. Sam, first things first, what's the word on Grealish's latest injury concern? Pep Guardiola said that he hadn't spoken to Grealish, but that he was complaining about his groin. And obviously it was his groin that he injured only two weeks ago at Copenhagen. That was after 20 minutes. They thought he'd be out for two or three weeks. He was back sooner than that. He was on the bench at the weekend. He was fit enough. Guardiola said he felt really good. So he was fit enough to start against Luton on Tuesday, but obviously he's felt that growing again. There's obviously no idea of a timescale right now, but all I can say is they're going to need him back as soon as possible because City got United at the weekend, they got Liverpool away after that, they got Brighton away after that, they got Arsenal at home at the end of the month. So City really are going to need him back as soon as possible because he is vital for how they play. Yeah, a massive set of fixtures for City then. But given what Guardiola's been saying, I'm almost surprised to hear you say how important Grealish is to the team then. So 
how should we read all that's gone on with Grealish? As much as they do need him back as soon as possible, I probably should say that, yeah, they need him back at his best because this season has been a, a strange season for Grealish. He's not looked at his best. He's been in and out of the team. The frustrating thing about the Copenhagen injury was that he was just coming back in and City looked good, he looked good, he looked confident and then he got injured. And that's why it was such good news that he was back now. But obviously between these two injuries, Guardiola's had a couple of pointed comments. So what he said this week about Grealish um, needing to play better and, you know, show that he deserves his minutes. It's not really new because for a few weeks now, Guardiola's been, been saying stuff like this. And after the Copenhagen game, he said it's a shame because his attitude has been good in training recently. And then only a week ago, Guardiola even said that the fact that Grealish got injured after 10, 15 minutes showed that he wasn't properly ready. So Guardiola hasn't really been happy with his, his kind of application in training and his mood, which has always been great. And that's why he's always trying to urge him through the, the press and obviously privately to get back to his top levels, not just because he's a great player when he's you know, taking people on, but at his best, he helps regulate City's tempo. And that is ultimately the kind of thing that got them to the treble last year. Well, indeed. As for his teammates, five goals for Haaland, four assists for De Bruyne. The momentum's building, right, Sam? I suppose the big thing about the game at Kenilworth Road was that with Haaland scoring so many goals and looking so sharp as well, it kind of shows that even if City don't have that control over matches, which I don't think they have had this season, as long as he's taking the chances that come, it might not be too much of a problem. And they obviously engineered the game plan fantastically. They sucked Luton in towards them and then played over the top or played around them. And then when you've got Haaland playing with the fire in his belly that he did have and De Bruyne backing him up, and obviously they, they just understand each other perfectly. You know, the way that Haaland holds it up, they couldn't do that at the end when Alvarez came on. The way that De Bruyne plays the ball through for the runner, it's that partnership which is perfect. They engineered a way to get that partnership working to its fullest and that's what we saw at Kenilworth Road. And look, if City can't control these matches against United, Liverpool, it's going to be tougher for them. But if they create chances for Haaland and he plays like he did on Tuesday, then they're going to have a chance. Great stuff. Thanks, Sam. And you can get more on that man, Haaland, on the Athletic Football Podcast when it's out later today. As for today's football, there's plenty more FA Cup action for you to enjoy or endure if you're a long-suffering fan. And it could definitely be the latter category for both teams at the City Ground as Nottingham Forest host a rather unpredictable Manchester United. You can watch that one on BBC One in the UK. All the fixtures are on ESPN Plus in the States, should you wish. There's another all-Premier League clash between Wolves and Brighton, available on the BBC's iPlayer, while Carabao Cup winners Liverpool take on Champions Championship promotion chasers Southampton at Anfield. You'll need ITV1 to take that one in. And on ITV4, of all places, you'll be able to watch the losing finalists from that cup final, Chelsea, as they host Leeds. Now, if you were wondering whether Gary Neville had been living rent-free in Maurizio Pochettino's head... Final score at Wembley, pile of red joy one, blue billion-pound bottle jobs nil... Quoting Gary Neville there. We may well have our answer. The Chelsea manager came out fighting ahead of their FA Cup tie. Liam Toomey was there to take it all in. Uh, Liam, how was Potch's demeanour on Tuesday? Any sense of growing pressure? I don't know if he necessarily feels under more pressure than before, but he, he gave the impression of a man getting his defence in early in a seven-minute, 20-second monologue not just his defence, it has to be fair, he was defending himself and his staff, but also defending the players. 
kind of attacking the expectation that exists around Chelsea that's been conditioned by the Bodhi Clear Lake transfer spending. Everyone else has been mentioning this £1 billion figure for, for a long, long time. And, and he was mentioning it today, saying that, you know, when Chelsea lose, it's always this billion pound spent. And he was talking about the way that transfer fees for guys like Enzo Fernandez really inflate expectations to an unreasonable degree. So he didn't do what some previous Chelsea head coaches might have done after a disappointment like Sunday, which is to call out players publicly and damage relationships with the dressing room in the process. That's never seemed like Pochettino's style anyway, but his his instinct here was to, to shield everyone, including himself, together and to try and set the stage for a response which he will surely need against Leeds. Yes, plenty of history and ill-feeling between the two clubs, I think it's fair to say. I mean, Leeds are in great form in the Championship. How much is riding on this one for Pochettino? Well, every game feels dangerous for Chelsea and Pochettino these days, but this is what I might call a trap game um, because it's it's so soon after the Carabao Cup final, which Chelsea probably lost in the worst possible way when you're talking about preparation for this because they were forced to go 120 minutes and then lost in devastating fashion. So they'll they'll have that physical workload still in their legs, a lot of these guys, against the team that are banging form in the championship, really upwardly mobile and will clearly fancy themselves for a, for a big scalp at Stamford Bridge. And it will be a Stamford Bridge that will not need much encouragement to turn hostile. Chelsea's fans are not enamoured with this team. They're certainly not enamoured with Pochettino right now. The conditions of this game feel ripe for an upset. So it's a dangerous game for Chelsea in all manner of ways and one that could be significant for Pochettino if it goes wrong. Thanks, Liam. And today is also the day for the FA Cup quarterfinal draw, which takes place before kickoff at Stamford Bridge. That's all for today's Daily Football Briefing. I've been Michael Bailey. Your producers were Abby Patterson and Mike Zimmerman with Ian McIntosh, executive producer. I'll be back with you tomorrow. Until then, have a great day. The Athletic.